Welcome to episode 216 of the TruthQuest podcast, the truth about central bank digital currency and a cashless society. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and see discussions going on about digital currency, climate change, fossil fuels, green energy, or ivermectin, please share the TruthQuest podcast with your friend. Tell them to browse the episode titles and dive into whatever topics pique their interest. Episodes are available on a host of platforms, including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, BitChute, Rumble, and Instagram, where I post a short highlight of each show at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment and subscribe to the podcast, leave a positive review, or hit the like button. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest Podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. If you hate privacy, liberty, freedom, and anonymity, if you hate being left alone and unmolested by your government, Well, I have something you're going to love. If you love the idea of being under constant surveillance by your government without a warrant, even beyond what the NSA is already doing, if you think we need to provide more of our personal financial information to the government beyond what we already are forced to provide, then you are in for a treat in today's episode because you're going to love Central Bank Digital Currency, or CBDC for short, or in layman's terms, a cashless society. CBDCs are being actively developed and discussed around the world, including in 19 of the G20 countries, in addition to 105 others worldwide. They are being advanced rapidly following the lead of China. Can you imagine that? Following the lead of the communist Chinese and do what they do. only makes sense when you know who you are dealing with, authoritarians. The central bankers need a new system which grants them total control of every single penny from creation to circulation. They want the ability to make money appear or disappear in real time. More than that, they want the ability to track every single dollar, including who has them and what they are doing with them. They want to be able to micromanage trade and thus achieve a financial totalitarian empire. Enter the central bank digital currencies based on blockchain technology. They are easing the masses into the notion of a fully digital trade system in which physical money no longer exists, a cashless society. A CBDC allows the central bank to issue currency directly to consumers. Each consumer would have an account of their own with the central bank. I can't imagine anything going wrong, can you? I mean, the idea of helicopter money finally being achieved by a central bank It's a glorious achievement by these evil and destructive tyrants. Not to mention the fact that most of these central banks, and in particular the United States Federal Reserve, is solely responsible for the out-of-control 40-year high inflation and recession that we are currently living through here in 2022. And they want more power. I don't think so. You will hear the authoritarians explain that One of the reasons we need a CBDC is that criminals use cash. Therefore, we are doing this to curtail criminal activity. Well, criminals also use cars, guns, and cell phones to facilitate their criminal enterprises, but we don't hear the same people looking to eliminate their use. Well, except for guns, of course. But for the same reason, an unarmed populace is a powerless populace. A cashless populace 
is equally powerless. For the same reason these authoritarians cannot take away our guns, they cannot take away our money, the Constitution. Because paper money is unconstitutional. Digital money is really, really, really unconstitutional. I do not deny that financial privacy benefits criminals and tax cheats. In reality, it's a small price to pay for civil liberties. That due process applies to everyone, criminals included. It's no reason to scrap the Fourth or Fifth Amendment. Now, some of you may be thinking, I don't have anything to hide, so what's the big deal? I want to, in the strongest possible terms, discourage you from thinking like that. That's the same load of bullshit that Senators Lindsey Graham and John McCain said during the debate over the Patriot Act. If you don't have anything to hide, then you shouldn't care if the government collects your metadata, which of course evolved into capturing text messages, emails, phone calls, and now financial records. We must think in strict constitutional terms or we risk being run over and our freedoms being violated on a scale you may never have imagined possible. That's non-negotiable. If there is any gray area in your thinking, you and, and we are doomed. I've said it many times on this podcast. For me, the Bible and the Constitution serve as my guideposts in that order. It makes life really easy. The Bible is the Word of God and needs no explanation and no excuses need to be made for its message. The Constitution is the word of a bunch of smart dudes that were trying their best to protect future generations from tyranny, and they created a method for their imperfect document to be amended. If the Bible or the Constitution dictates something or is opposed to something, then that's where I land as well. How does that apply here? Well, the Constitution only recognizes gold and silver as money. Therefore, fiat currency, paper or digital, that is not backed by gold or silver is unconstitutional and illegal. And yet, here we are. This digital currency idea was first floated, at least in the United States, I, th I think in 2019. It's one of those stories that, unless you really follow the financial news closely, like Zero Hedge or the Wall Street Journal, you would never really have heard about it. But a couple weeks ago, again, we're in late 2022 as I record this, the White House published an announcement. It reads, in part, a United States central bank digital currency would be a digital form of the U.S. dollar. While the U.S. has not yet decided whether it will pursue a CBDC, the U.S. has been closely examining the implications of and options for issuing a CBDC. If the U.S. pursued a CBDC, there could be many possible benefits such as facilitating efficient and low-cost transactions, fostering greater access to the financial system, boosting economic growth, and supporting the continued centrality of the United States within the international financial system. However, a U.S. CBDC could also introduce a variety of risks, as it might affect everything ranging from the stability of the financial system to their protection of sensitive data. In the U.S., this scam is called FedNow. Here's an excerpt from that website. The FedNow service will be available to depository institutions in the United States and will enable individuals and businesses to send instant payments through their depository institution accounts. The service is intended to be a flexible, neutral platform that supports a broad variety of instant payments. At the most fundamental level, the service will provide interbank clearing and settlement that enables funds to be transferred from the account of a sender to the account of a receiver in near real time and at any time, any day of the year. Depository institutions and their service providers will be able to build on this fundamental capability to offer value-added services to their customers. Nothing mentioned there is needed or necessary. 
It all already exists, except it exists outside the government's control. See, we have Cash App, we have Venmo, Zelle, Google Pay, and Apple Pay, and half a dozen others. No wonder the banks have been fighting against the CBDC idea for the last three years. After all, why would we need commercial banks, as they are currently constituted, if we had a CBDC? Why have a Bank of America or a Wells Fargo account when you can just have your digital currency ready on demand and sent to you by the central bank? Hopefully you realize, after hearing some of that, that there is a war going on. Not the war in Ukraine or Russia. No, as you may have already determined, it's the war on cash. Actually, it's a war on liberty, a war on privacy, a war on freedom, of which cash plays a key role. The first move by the central planners was to phase out hard money, gold and silver, which is also, as I mentioned, constitutional money. The next move is to erase physical transactions altogether. The great irony is that a cashless world will hurt the very unprivileged the elites pretend to be champions of, those with low incomes or without access to online banking. The CBDC, of course, as it replaces cash, the argument is that it will make it more difficult for Americans to avoid taxation. That, of course, is another nightmare for authoritarians. Digital transactions through a central bank account could automatically have taxes taken out of them, or they could be reported to the IRS to ensure that you claim all of your income or declare all of your capital gain transactions on your tax forms. I'll be the first to concede that cash is, what, a 7th century technology with obvious drawbacks today. It pays no interest. It's less secure than a bank account and is difficult to insure against loss or theft. I understand that it is unwieldy for large transactions and also requires those transacting to be at the same place at the same time. A big problem in an increasingly digital world. All of that is irrelevant to the discussion because we are talking about liberty, privacy, and freedom. That's what cash represents. It allows you to make transactions without anyone but you and the merchant knowing what you bought. It's an authoritarian's nightmare. Unlike a check or debit card transaction, there's no banking records documenting how you spent your money. You can donate to a political or religious cause, buy controversial books or magazines, secure medicine or medical treatments without much concern that governments, corporations, or snoopy neighbors will ever find out. In a society that values liberty, freedom, and privacy, we should encourage, not discourage, the use of cash. Privacy, liberty, and freedom means you get to decide whether to disclose intimate details about your life. Privacy, liberty, and freedom also operationalizes the presumption of innocence and promotes due process. You are not obliged to testify against yourself. If law enforcement believes you have done something unlawful, they must convince a judge to issue a warrant before rifling through your things. Likewise, financial privacy prevents authorities from monitoring your transactions without authorization. Plus, Cash remains pretty popular, believe it or not. Circulating U.S. currency exceeds $2 trillion, more than doubling over the last decade. U.S. consumers use cash in almost 20% of transactions in 2020. But even if that was only 1% of transactions, I would make the same argument. Ron Paul argues, quote, The government could use the ability to know how Americans are spending their digital currency to limit our ability to purchase goods and services disfavored by politicians and bureaucrats. Anyone who doubts this should recall the Obama administration's Operation Choke Point. That involved financial regulators alerting banks that dealing with certain businesses, such as gun stores, would put the banks at reputational risk and could subject them to greater regulation, end quote. 
Is it so difficult to believe that the ability to track purchases would be used in the future to discourage individuals from buying guns, ammo, fast food, tobacco products, beef, strip clubs, gun ranges, buying gas-powered appliances or vehicles, donating to churches or Republicans, buying gold or anything else that they deem as unnecessary? What if you are a customer of a company where they are not considered woke enough by the thought police? You are shit out of luck because the totalitarians will simply lock your digital currency account. Just this week, we saw the push by Congress for a separate merchant category code for gun purchases, which is nothing more than a backdoor gun registry, which the federal government is restricted from doing. But what does the federal government do every time they hit a legal or a constitutional roadblock, like First Amendment censorship or the Second Amendment right to bear arms? They run to the private sector and threaten them. In this case, the credit card companies are creating new categories for gun purchases. So if the government hits them up with a subpoena, or not, they can easily obtain the offending citizen's transaction record. Just so you understand, if you purchase a gun before this MCC change, it would register at the credit card companies as general merchandise or some other broad category. Now it will be changed to make sure it is clear that a firearm or ammo or accessories were purchased. Just another backdoor invasion of our privacy and a violation of the Second Amendment. Let's take this a step further. Your child wants to sell lemonade or your teenager wants to mow lawns in the summer for his neighbors to earn some extra money. Sorry, that won't be allowed. They must set up an account with the Fed and jump through a series of unconstitutional hoops. These people will stop at nothing to make sure every exchange is under the total purview of the state. If you think this is far-fetched or I'm being hyperbolic, talking about government surveillance of and control of your spending, consider the January 6th and the Canadian truck protesters as Exhibit 1 and Number 2. Regarding the former, Bank of America gave the Fed's transaction records of their customers who made transactions in and around D.C. on the days leading up to January 6. I'm sorry, but that's just wrong. But the more you learn about the corruption at the FBI, the less surprising it is. But here's the problem. The banking industry is so heavily regulated. I mean, the federal regulators literally live up the collective asses of every financial institution in the country. They're so heavily regulated that they are afraid to say no to any demand by the federal government and their regulators. What about the Canadian government's targeting of the truckers protesting the COVID vaccine mandates and the people who supported those protesters? TD Bank froze two accounts set up to collect donations for the trucker convoy. You might remember fairy boy Justin Trudeau's government locking down bank accounts, freezing assets, denying loans, blocking mortgages, and generally confiscating the wealth and incomes of his political opposition truckers without any due process. All because the people were challenging his totalitarian COVID dictates. This is nothing new. Money movement companies like PayPal and Stripe have been kicking conservatives, non-liberals, and Trump supporters off their payment systems for years. This has, of course, led to the parallel economy movement, whereby entrepreneurs are building competing platforms that do not discriminate based on political persuasions. The Democrats have partnered with big tech, big pharma, and big media to stifle, censor, punish, harass, ban, and silence conservatives on every prominent social media platform. Several conservatives have been banned from banks and jobs due to their political beliefs. 
I want to pause here and make the point that this is a precursor to how totalitarians will treat dissenters with a digital currency. Can you imagine living in a cashless, cryptoless, or goldless society? Only digital transactions where every transaction you make is traceable. And ultimately, the government has the ability to shut down or freeze your account. It's a totalitarian's wet dream. Think about the tools at the disposal of these totalitarians. Surveillance, even voluntarily, through our devices, our smart homes, smartphones, our ring doorbells, our alarm systems, cameras, Alexa machines. Think about the illegal spying by the NSA and Lord knows what other entities. Artificial intelligence, big data, big tech, social media giants, big banks. The IRS knows everything about our finances. But still, the totalitarians who run countries want more power. As we discussed, the digital currency is nothing more than a not-so-veiled attempt at the Chinese social credit system. Track all your transactions, cut you off if you are deemed a dissident or non-compliant or an insurrectionist or a domestic terrorist or guilty of thought crimes. They can dictate where you spend the money and on what. They can devalue the currency with little or no effort. That should scare the shit out of everybody. Speaking of the Chinese social credit score system, if you're interested, check out episode 61 for a deep dive into that topic. Much of what I've mentioned throughout this episode is part of the current Chinese system. Anybody who openly criticizes the government on social media could be punished financially as your social credit score would be docked for engaging in disinformation, which is, of course, anything the government decides. Oh, and anyone related to or acquainted with you can be docked as well. Think about the political persecution of Trump and anyone associated with him or the treatment of the January 6th trespassers. Look at how the federal government colludes with big tech to censor people who criticize the 3x5 card of allowable opinion. The Chinese system and the one built in the United States and elsewhere is effectively total control over your pocketbook. The elites have been aiming to eliminate hand-to-hand -hand cash for decades as the digital currency will allow them to monitor, control, and tax every transaction. Want access to your checking account or savings account? Better not say anything critical about the establishment or you could be reported by a neighbor or stranger by some cell phone app and have your money disappear in seconds. The onus will then be on you to prove that you are loyal and to, in order to regain access. You are guilty until proven innocent. Maybe you don't want to take the next untested mRNA vaccine for the next dubious pandemic threat. You will have little choice if your ability to function economically is controlled digitally. This is the world we are facing if we allow central banks to fully digitize money and eliminate cash. It's important to understand that the intentions of these people pushing this digital currency are nefarious. They are evil and immoral. They are coming for your privacy, your liberty, your freedom. The level of surveillance and tracking available to the federal government under a system like this is mind-blowing. After watching the illegal and unconstitutional political persecution and prosecution perpetrated by the Department of Justice and FBI during the Biden administration, you don't have to be a brain surgeon to see where a digital currency leads. Lay that on top of the illegal and unconstitutional NSA spying, we may as well be living in modern-day China, where every facet of life is under surveillance. Central bank digital currency in a cashless society is a nightmare scenario for the average Joe and an environment of complete authoritarianism. We should oppose it at every turn. 
And that's the truth about central bank digital currency in a cashless society.